Hi, and welcome to Wake State, episode 61. Uh, I can't be bothered to come up with any player because I'm so angry right now because my worries didn't get here. I'm Trey, joined by Tucker, Dylan, and Cam. What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm doing better than you, so I'm happy. Trying to think of a 61. Um, Gerald Warren. Gerald, Gerald Warren, Warren episode. So, um, since we got our podcast back, I was able to get uh, Twitter polls out. And so far, we have three winners um, of the four polls. Uh, Dylan has won one poll so far, and that was the Tom Brady is going to get fat take after the Super Bowl. Um, I have won two polls, those being um, the Niners, if the Niners trade Jimmy G, they will suck, and uh, Boston Sports Exodus. Now, we have a tie, again, on a tiebreaker poll between Dylan and I for the Patriots will sign Tyra Taylor and the Bucks will shoot off the cannons <laughs> at the Super Bowl. So, Dylan, I've got a coin here. I'm going to let you call it, and I'm going to show it clean. So go ahead and call it. Heads. Heads? Yes. It is tails. Fuck. So that's three points to me, baby. Damn it. No. Total stand at four for me, as I took three out of four there. One for Cam, one for Tucker, and three for Dylan. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Um, winners and losers. Who's got him? Trey, loser. Because of my Chipotle? Yep. It's rude. It's a very, very rude. <laughs> <laughs> Any guys, anybody got sports take loser? Is Belmont in the in the March Madness tournament? March camp? Madness hasn't started yet, bud. Yeah, but are they going to get in? Well, it's all yeah, about they, they win their losses. tournament. Okay. I mean, they win their... Um, will they make it in even without winning their uh, tournament? If they go to the finals in their tournament, yeah, they will probably. They only have three losses. Great. All right. Uh, waste of takes. Who's got one? I got one. Go ahead. Uh, I'm pretty excited because I realized this as soon as I saw uh, the trade today. Did anyone see the Kyle Van Noy trade? I mean, cut today? Yes. Now, Kyle Van Noy, decent yeah. player, coming off a decent year. No one really expected this drop to come out of nowhere. And you know there's only one reason why they would drop a player right now. They're just freeing up cap space because they are absolutely 100% getting Deshaun Watson. The Miami Dolphins are giving away probably two first-rounders and two uh, for Deshaun Watson. It's the only viable reason for why they would put him in, why they would do this. It doesn't make sense any other reason for why they would cut him other than that they're trying to get to Sean right now. You So I actually agree with this take. When I was I was thinking of wasted takes, I almost came up with a take similar to this, that the only thing that makes sense here is to clear cap. Uh, he signed a four-year, $50 million deal last year, and he was one year into it, and he had basically identical stats to what he had in New England in 2019. Um, so I think you're 100% right on that. Now I'm going to go a step further here and I say I think they're going to trade him for the third pick to the Texans 
the Texans are going to take Fields with the third pick, and they're going to trade Tua to New England for the 15th pick and maybe some more picks down the road. But that was the take that I almost did. Um, so I think that's a very likely scenario. I think that uh, the Texans, I mean, they may, they may be happy. They'll maybe be happy with the lefty, you know, injured guy in Tua. But to me, like, they might also, they're going to be at number three. So they're going to have options at quarterback. They can take Lance. They can take Fields. They can take Young. They can take Jones. Mac Jones is rising quickly up the draft boards despite all the hate. And uh, so I totally think that's the reason why. I think they want to get Deshaun in there and pay him big time. Anyone else? So I kind of, I kind of agree. I think there's a lot of holes that so it's not you know it's not a, it's not a bad take by any means. I'm just thinking. Game okay, going in and out. You got it. Could have ignored. Yeah, Cam's connection is Can you hear me? dead. You gotta not take right. the headphones Hello. out. Hello. I'm telling Hello. you. Go ahead. I think it's your earpiece. It's gone. It's so gone. Yeah. All right. All right, go. Can't <laughs> so upset. Um, yeah, yeah, Tuck. I mean, what other uh, reasons could you think of of them re- releasing or getting rid of Van Noy? There's zero reason. Unless I it's mean, a reason for like a disciplinary action, or he's about to get in trouble. But or... he says he was shocked by it, and they haven't released anything saying otherwise. I mean, there's a chance maybe that he's more hurt than he originally let on, and they're worried about that, but I don't know. I'm not buying because they had to buy out of the rest of his contract because he had $30 million guaranteed in his contract, so they have to pay that $30 million guaranteed. I, I just find it uh, I find it strange that a team would jump so quickly off of off of their guy in, in Tua, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it well, makes enough sense because... It brings back to what I say all the time. Um, there are certain quarterbacks that are good, but you're all about improvement. If you if there's a way for you to get a guy that's a next tier, because there's not many of them, there's only five of them in the world or so, you know, top ten quarterbacks in the leagues, so there's ten of them. If you can get one of them, go ahead. doesn't matter who you have. Um, so if that's the plan, that's the plan. Um, and maybe Van Noy is overpriced. I don't know, so... They're freeing up space. It makes sense. All right. I think I'm back on here. Go ahead. Uh, um, so I'm, I'm, there's, I have a couple questions. One, I think it, it, one possibility for an excuse was that maybe Van Noy's hip injury was, you know, the doctors relayed the message to the Dolphins that it was actually worse than they're making it out to be, and it's going to impact him. He missed two games. And he actually had to stay overnight in the hospital. Um, so maybe that's one thing, and they just wanted to get rid of him, keep it under the radar. So, you know, he has an opportunity to keep playing. That's a – it's a long shot. Um, but also, you think if they were going to trade for Deshaun, maybe they could throw Van Noy into the trade. And they just lost J.J. Watt. So they need somebody on the defensive end. Obviously not the same position. They don't do quite the same thing. But – I feel like that could have been somewhat of a fill. I don't know who on the defensive line is 
going to be able to replace JJ. I really think the Texans are just the Texans, and I've said it a million times, they're going to be horrendous. Though Them and the Lions are going to be fighting for the first draft pick next year. Um, so, yeah, I actually like the take. I think Watson's odds to go into the Dolphins just skyrocketed. Um, do we have a landing spot for Van Noy? New England. Cardinals. <laughs> New England, Cardinals. Uh, I heard I heard one more. What was it? The Bears. Oh, uh, the, the Titans or the Giants, I think. I think those two are I don't I don't know about the Giants, but I do I do think um, the Bills could be a possibility. All right. Um, who else has got a wasted take? I have. I have one. Um, so this one is something up Dylan's alley. All right. I love this one. Here we go. So Alvin Kamara. Yeah. If you didn't see him this weekend. Yes, sir. He was up in Montana. He was there for about a day and a half before he said, I just bought a house. Don't know if that's true or not. Probably not. But he was loving every second of it. Um, got invited to the X Games on his first day there. He was snowboarding. He was just like the happiest guy in the world. And I've never seen him that happy on the football field. So I'm saying right now that if Alvin Kamara doesn't start getting happier with the Saints, doesn't start winning Super Bowls, he's retiring from the game and moving to Montana. This is this is bad. This is this isn't even a good take. This isn't even a Dylan take. This is a bad take. My takes are good at least. This is horrendous. You could. I, I actually don't hate it. You could have. You could have said something like he's going to bring the whole team to Montana and they're going to have some. That's a that's a worse take. Like. That's terrible. Okay. No, listen. This is why I think it's a decent take because Kamara doesn't strike me as a guy who's in love with football. He doesn't seem like a guy that you know is is biting at the the bit to get out there every week, um, and. To me, he seems like that type of guy. Like he's wearing the grills on the field. Like I don't know. It just seems to me like he's the type of guy that might duck out early. Like especially now that he's found this new love out in Montana and he's like a country boy. Uh, I think I, I I don't hate this Cam. I'm 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 t- I, I think he might duck out early. I, I I buy that part of it. So so here's the thing. You always see these videos of him doing all these the, – his big thing is balance, right? He doesn't go down easy even though he's not a big dude. He just he just has a really good, you know, balance about him. And I think that, that in football it's one thing, you know, staying up on your feet when people are coming at you. But going down a hill and, you know, on a snowboard, I think that's something that he might learn to enjoy even more than football where it's all on him to just keep himself up and, <laughs> and balance going down, you know, going off ramp, going whatever. I think that he has truly found a passion for the slopes, for snow, for snowboarding, whatever it is. I think he's fallen in love with something that is not football. And if he just doesn't start getting happy soon, he's going to leave it. I give him two years without winning a Super Bowl and he's retiring and he's moving to Montana. 
They're not going to win a Super Bowl in the next two years. But why do you hate this take, Dylan and Tucker? Well, the more the more Cam talks about it, the more I like it. So he's going to to leave football. To leave, I mean, you, I can't imagine you playing professional sports and that not being your passion. So I don't know if I'd buy this whole passion baloney. Um, but there is definitely truth in. You know, guy starts getting older and he realizes, hey, it might be time to hang it up. And if this is his new thing, then that's his new thing. And I, and then he'll enjoy it up in Montana. I don't know. I did I did find it funny when he uh, – his tweets, though. Tucker? So, I almost – well, hold on one second. I almost changed the take. I, it wasn't wasted enough, but it did make a little more sense. But it would have been – I didn't like it as much. I almost had that he would demand a trade to the Broncos. X Games is always in Colorado. Aspen, known for the, the Rocky Mountains. Demand a trade from the Broncos. Best of both worlds. You play football during the season, off season. You just, you know, shred nar, whatever. But I didn't like that one as much. Didn't have the Montana feel to it, so I didn't go with it. But Tucker... Uh, you all know that athletes have hobbies, right? They do other things besides play sports 24-7. Yeah. I just want to make yeah. sure because, Hobbies. like, Alvin Kamara picks up a hobby and you're like, oh, I guess he's never going to play football again because he likes to do something else other than football. Like, bro, all these guys have things they do in the offseason. They all have hobbies. Ooh. I Ooh. mean, a bunch of them. Tom Brady Brady goes, goes to Montana every year, by the way. Oh, yeah, Brady also does that every year. Carson Wentz, huge duck hunter. I'm trying to think of other ones. Can't think of any off the top of my head, but each player has their own individual hobbies that they like to do in their free time. And just because they have hobbies doesn't mean they don't like sports, like, like love football. I mean, what, Alvin Kamara had a monster season. He had six touchdowns in a game. Like, the dude's an absolute animal. I don't think anything's going to get him away from playing football because he's like, hey, snowboarding's pretty fun. I uh, guess I'm going to turn away $100 million so I can hang I mean, out I, in Montana. I don't see the passion. I don't. I don't see the passion. I see the drive. I see the, the workload, and, and he grinds. But is it is it something that he's truly passionate about? And I also doesn't have a wife, doesn't have kids. His off-season passions are different than just, you know, showing your kids a different lifestyle. It's him. He's still exploring himself. He doesn't know what he wants to do yet. I think he wants to be a snowboarder, and I might see him in the X Games one day. <laughs> I think you're going to owe him an apology when he comes back out next year and just goes insane, and you and you see that passion. Maybe, but he could retire right after. <laughs> if they don't win. It's a crazy one. It's a crazy one. I don't. I mean, I don't hate the craziness. That's why it's called Wasted. Uh, Dilly, yeah, since Trey's not here, I'll go. Um, so baseball's back. We had spring train training start up uh, late last week, I believe. Um, first game back uh, for the Orioles, Trey Mancini was in the game. If you don't know the story of Trey Mancini, last year, about this time, he played like five spring tra- spring training games and had to step away from the game because he had colon cancer. And he underwent 
some procedures and has been in the rehab, never didn't play any baseball, just got back on the field not too long ago and received a standing ovation in his first game back in, uh, in Florida and roped a single up the middle in the game. Um, Trey Mancini is a very, very, very good player on a very, 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 very bad team in the Baltimore Orioles. Um, this is not a Baltimore Orioles take. They're going to be terrible, as per usual. Um, but I'm going to say, not only is Trey Mancini going to win Comeback Player of the Year, I mean, that's a given. The guy could just bat 200 and get Comeback Player of the Year. Um, Trey Mancini is going to be top five in all offensive stat categories that matter, and he is going to be in the running for MVP. I'm not going to say he's going to win MVP, but he's going to win the batting title in the AL. Let me just tell you, before I get into it, if you haven't had this mighty hot sauce from McDonald's, you're missing out. This is the best sauce ever made. You ended up buying McDonald's after... Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Also, thank you for the ASMR unboxing of that entire McDonald's meal. You're welcome. So, yeah, like you guys never hot mic anything on this show. Cam's never cooking once. half the time. You're like, I don't even know what goes on in here. You're watching TikTok. But, I um, turn my mic off when I watch TikTok. When you remember to. But, yeah, still. Um, so I'm happy with this take because I thought you were just going to say Comeback Player of the Year. And... I'm kind of out on Comeback Player of the Year, and I'll tell you why. I think all you like it's 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 a good award because people, you know, it it shows like perseverance and stuff like that. Like you look at Alex Smith, and but I feel like if as long as you come back, no matter what your stat line is or how your team does, you're gonna win it. Well, that's what I so, said. I said it didn't matter. Yeah, no, it's a given. That's why I'm happy. I don't I don't agree with you. I don't think he's gonna lead the league or be top five in all offensive categories. I don't think that's gonna happen. But I hope it does, and um, I'm glad that you took it a step further with this take it, than just comeback player of the year. That's too easy. So he didn't play last year, obviously. The year before that, he had 37 or 39 home runs and 97 RBIs. And he didn't play the whole season, and he batted like 285. So Get him out of Baltimore. No, that's what I'm saying. When you are a very, very good player on a very, very bad team, Pitchers can afford to throw the ball right down the middle against you because it doesn't matter because you can hit dick bombs all day long and nobody's going to do anything about it because they're solo homers. So um, he's going to see at-bats that are going to be easier uh, in average as compared to players on better teams. So he's got a pretty good chance here of doing something pretty special. So I'm going to give him the props. I'm going to say he's going to win the AL batting title. You know what? You swayed me. I agree. I think it's going to happen. Tucker? Um, yeah, I don't know, honestly. Uh, don't know much about Mancini. My baseball knowledge has been lacking recently. I'll pick it up this year. I've decided my second team is now Slam Diego, so um, that's going to be what I'd be paying attention to this year. That's but like rooting yeah, for the sure. Bucks. Trey Mancini, top five in home runs, you said? I said top five in all offensive categories Every that matter. Category. And then he's gonna oh, he's gonna wow. win comeback player of the year, and he's gonna win the uh, AL batting title. Dylan, this is a hot take, and I fucking love it. The batting ti- the batting title is a long shot because his lifetime batting average is like 
278. The batting title won't happen. Everything else might. The batting title won't happen. I don't know who this guy is. Um, I looked him up briefly. Um, but Dylan is our baseball guy. He has a decent track record with the baseball takes on this show. And um, I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with 100%. This guy, Man- Man- Manchi- Mancini. Yeah. Um, exactly. Eric Mancini. Yeah, no, I think he's great. I've, I've watched him play ball for a while now <laughs> since he was a kid. And it's time to shine. I got Eric Mangini winning the title, and I got. I'm going a step further. He's winning MVP. Give him the triple crown. All right. So, uh, Celtics right now are in a bad spot. They can't seem to get it together. Some leadership issues, maybe. Seems like a couple guys on that team more or care more about all stars than actually winning games and building a brand for themselves than actually helping the team. Um, a.k.a. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But there's another big problem that they're having, um, and that's Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker's hurt. Um, the injury actually stems back to last year's All-Star game. Now, he was pretty darn good for them before the All-Star break, and then he went to the All-Star game and busted up his knee, and it's still not right. I mean, it's a large reason they didn't end up making the finals last year. And it's a large reason why they're so mediocre this year. And uh, and tonight, Jalen Brown was uh, questionable for the game that the Celtics, I believe they just won. Uh, he was questionable with some sort of injury, but he's supposed to play in the All-Star game coming up next week. When is the All-Star game? I don't know. Coming up shortly. I think next week. Um, so I think that they're going to have a similar situation go on where somebody's going to get hurt. And it's going to cost them. I mean, you look back at other injuries in the All-Star game. I believe Kyrie, when he was with the Celtics, should have been resting for the All-Star game and played anyway just to get his clout up. My take is, if you're a team player, you should skip the All-Star game. It's an extra exertion that you don't need. I like the way the NFL does it at the end of the year. You know, you, you, the season's over. It doesn't matter anymore. Go out and get hurt. Who cares? But for like sports like basketball, which is a high contact sport that you play every night, it's high. It's higher contact than baseball. High contact sport, higher contact sport, um, where anything can go wrong in any second. You could always land on some guy's foot wrong and break your foot in half. If you're a team player, you should sit out the All Star game. It's about team over player, not player over team. You're asking for trouble. If you're a team player, you'll sit out. If you're an All Star and you play, you're a bad. You're a team cancer. That's my take. All right, I got, I got a few things on this. One, uh, put any NBA player at the plate with a hundred coming down the gut, and they're going to be crying and running back to the dugout in about two seconds. I'm not saying so, it takes more skill. I'm saying I'm not saying it's skill. I'm just saying they're afraid. So, and the other thing. So this is funny because this is this is kind of a spin zone because usually you're like, be a team guy. And honor your team at the All Star Game. Do it for the fans. You know, it's it's more of a it's more of like a celebration of like uh, giving back to the community in, in playing in the All Star Game. But this is a spin zone saying you need to um, be a team guy and not play, which there's reason to believe that. On the injury note, um, there's definitely truth 
to playing a sport um, and not like being prepared like you usually are and then trying to go out and play and that risks yourself to injury like if you are like just gonna kind of like i'm gonna just like nonchalantly play this game and then all of a sudden you give it a burst of energy then you like pull a hamstring um like i I don't know if that makes sense but i've definitely been in that situation where you're like just playing pickup or something not really trying but then you try to start really playing and then you get hurt so there's reason let me address something real quick i think in the nba the reason it's such a problem is because they actually want to like play and you know they don't they're not going 100 percent but they're still like jumping around and and flying around and they want to put on a show on this national stage because they have such big egos yeah and they have to feed their egos so much that they're willing to play on an injury like kemba did or you know um do something to get yourself injured just because you want to show out for your national brand so you could get eyes on you there's, it, that's the reason I think the NBA is it, it has a problem with this All Star game. Well, Trey, I'm going to attack you on this because number one, please explain to me how Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown care more about All Star games. Give me like an action that they did that proved they cared more about the stats than winning games. Um, I think I'm not. I'm just saying that. I think around the team, they're being coddled too much. People are saying, you know, they've arrived when they haven't won dog in this league. Um, I think they're, you look at some things like they're getting a little frustrated with the teammates. They should, they, they should be taking the ball all the time. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Brown was asked, you know, uh, something about sharing the ball with teammates. Why aren't you sharing the ball with teammates more? He said, no comment. So I think they're starting to get a little ego up there. They're starting to think they've arrived when in reality, they've not won a single thing. Everybody in Boston celebrates. Oh my God! Two guys made the All Star team. How many games over 500 are we? Like two, three. Uh, we're being, we're a complete disappointment this year. They're not going to win an NBA final, and these guys think that that making the All Star team is like basically winning an NBA championship. I I must have missed the point where they said that at any point. Where who said that? The players said that. I'm reading between the lines, Tucker. That's what I do. I don't. You're making up lines. What do you you call a take? Like, but like you have no evidence. You're saying like these guys are saying this without them actually saying or doing anything that I believe infers that. He didn't. He didn't say that. He didn't put. He didn't put words in their mouth. Because they're Are you kidding me? Their assist numbers aren't bad. They could be better. Stat lines. That, to, that team to win, they need Kemba Walker to go out and, like, like throw a ton of assists to win. The biggest problem, Trey, is that they lost that wing presence that Gordon Hayward have. Are you ready to admit that yet? Gordon Hayward wanted to leave Boston. They should, they, they, they weren't going to pay him. I think it was the right decision. Why pay that money for a busted-down player? He's averaging, like, 22 points a game right now. How is he a busted-down player? Okay, we don't have to go into to Gordon Hayward. <laughs> anyway, um, I originally I didn't like the take, but I think it's it's kind of true. I mean, it's not that you're not necessarily a team player, I, I wouldn't say, but it's like I, I don't think they should have had an all-star game to begin with. Pick the team, play it on, play it on 2K, whatever you want to do. Um, with the shortened season, um, 
and the coronavirus still very much being a thing. Uh, Commissioner LeBron James said it best that he doesn't know why they're having one. He is essentially saying that everyone should be opting out of this. He's not excited excited for the All-Star game at all. Is he, he opting out, though? He has no motivation to play in it. I don't think he's decided yet. It's 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 possible. If he doesn't opt out, it's because he wants to feed his ego. Well, there's also Shocking rules. LeBron. There's, there's also rules in the league. You're not allowed to opt out of the All-Star game unless you have an injury or a redeemable excuse, which, I mean, coronavirus in general could be an excuse, but you're also playing all these other games. I don't know how it's going to pan out. I think um, they shouldn't have planned it at all. Select who's on the team. Say congratulations. The NBA All-Star game is always a joke anyway. I know that's defense. It's it's pretty dumb. But, um, yeah, yeah, I guess. Don't play in it if you want to be a team guy. If but you, also, if, you shouldn't have been one in the first place. If you remember back to last year, they, they instituted the score points up to a certain amount number. And that was really exciting. I liked that. And they had the quarters. I don't know. Don't care. But that was the best game of basketball, NBA basketball, that I watched in about five years. So I enjoyed the All-Star game last year. Um, so the, the sad part is, is I think, Trey, you're right about egos. You know, I feel like this All-Star games are supposed to be like a celebration of, of your play, but also a celebration of the league in general. And it's just it, it turns away. It's turned away from that. Um, and if people are doing it mostly for personal reasons uh, in, in clout aspect, that's kind of sad. But I can understand it, um, which in that case, you are right. I think if you are semi hurt and you're doing it for yourself, then that is a little bit selfish. So you shouldn't probably play in it. I, it's surprising to me that people would think that way. But maybe they do. Um, uh, Tucker, uh, before. Before we move off this, just want to let you know that Brown and Tatum are combined averaging eight assists a game. You're muted. Your point is no. Um, two forwards, at like a six seven, six eight forward, averaging eight assists between the two of them is completely normal numbers. Normal, not superstars. Not like my numbers though. I. They're also averaging 28 points per game. Let's look at Giannis's assist numbers. They're not – Giannis isn't averaging – LeBron averages yeah. seven, seven points. Yeah, eight. LeBron's the best player in the entire NBA. No one's saying they're LeBron James. Okay. Just saying. Maybe we should stop treating them like they're LeBron James in Boston. Then. I don't think anyone's treating them like LeBron. Okay. All right. Um, news, news segments um march madness let's do march madness because it's march it is now march march madness is around the corner um the tournament is vastly approaching and i'll let pam go right into whatever he wants to talk about uh it is march i'm super excited uh we got to get patrick colvin on the show at some point maybe our episode after the bracket comes out because me and him text nonstop daily about all things college basketball news and we never ever have good brackets uh, but it's fun to think that we know what we're talking about so i think what we're going to do whether you guys have one maybe you prepared one maybe you didn't just come out with a sleeper team team that isn't projected to, to maybe do great things maybe project a winner and win in the tournament you think they're going to go further 
and then a team that is supposed to be good, supposed to be one of the top seeds that you think is going to lose first, second round, easy upset pick. Um, I'll go first with my sleeper. Um, Belmont's obviously my sleeper, but I won't say them just because um, I've, I've kind of, you know, beat a dead horse on this podcast. Uh, I'm going to go Western Kentucky. Um, Western Kentucky's a good tournament team. They, they, they're in a, a division that has, has proven that they can win in the tournament. Uh, whether it's a game or two, they always come in at a 12, 13, 14 type seed. Um, I was actually just looking back at 2008 Western Kentucky. They played Drake. They were the 12 seed. Drake was the five. Uh, buzzer beater in overtime. Fun fact, uh, Sabonis, or no, um, uh, Siakam played for Western Kentucky. Did not know that. Kyle Korver played for Drake in that game. So learn something new every day. I think Western Kentucky's got a good shot. I think they're projected 12 right now. Um, would like to see them. I got them winning two games. Uh, going to the Sweet 16 this year. Um, team that is very good that I think is going to not do anything in this tournament. Originally, going into tonight, it was Illinois. But before this, I went ahead and looked at the Illinois-Michigan score, and Illinois won by 23 on the road. So that's not going to work. Uh, I'm going Ohio State. This is something I don't like to say because I'm an Ohio State fan, as many of you know, but they are extremely overrated. I think they're seventh in the nation right now, and they just keep losing and not going down in the polls. Florida State should be ranked ahead of them. Ohio State. Usually a decent tournament team, um, but I think they're going out first or second round, depending on their seed this year. Tucker, do you want to go? Yeah, I've already picked who I've decided that I'm going to be rooting for. Uh, obviously, it's going to be UNC, but other than UNC, because UNC is like a bubble team, I think my favorite that I'm going to be rooting for is Texas. I think Texas has played a really good schedule, and even in their losses, they've played basically every game competitively. Uh, all their losses are to, like, top ten teams, but they also have those top ten wins as well. And then on top of that, they have Shaka Smart, who I still love. Ever since VCU, I've been obsessed with Shaka Smart, and so I'm going to follow him here. Is that yeah. supposed to be? So, are these sleeper teams somebody you think that, like, potentially could, like, make a run or oh. just, like, win their first game? It's oh, the, sorry. Was it – how much of a sleeper do you want? Like, one that could just win a couple games or one that you can see winning the tournament? It's whatever you want. It's a team – it's a yeah. dark like, – Open West to West interpretation. Because, yeah. like, Texas is, like, a four seed, so they're not a sleeper, but, like, they're not a favorite to win. Right. It's – it's your – explain what you mean and we'll all understand all right, so as a member of the great United States of America, my sleeper team is going to be currently ranked 14th in one of the brackets, uh, Navy, because go USA. Um, Navy, don't know, don't know anything about them. Uh, I haven't watched a single college basketball game this year, uh, but they're slated to win game one and then get bounced. So here we go, Navy. I personally don't know if like army navy air force have ever won a tournament game that's 
I don't. I can't remember if they. I have. didn't even know they had basketball teams. I thought they were just football. Well, they're winning the game one. All right. I'm, All right. Sim- similar to Dylan here, I'm going based on no knowledge of the tournament because I don't know anything about college basketball. I don't pretend to. So my sleeper is going to be Florida. Um, looking at a bracket right now by Andy Katz. His his prediction has them as an eight seed uh, taking on Oregon. Um, so I, I, I don't know anything about them. I know they got a big uh, guy from Russia. That's pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, they're, they've, they've won some games this year. They beat Florida State this year. Um, and I'm just going to roll with my favorite team, the Gators. Um, in terms of like a Cinderella story, I'm going to go whoever, whoever plays Illinois. Illinois is a, a fraud. I'll tell you why Illinois is a fraud. It's because their mascot's a fraud. Fighting Illini is the worst mascot in college sports. You're just a fighting person from that state. That's dumb. Illinois frauds. You heard it here first. I love it. I actually said it earlier, but I'm but you said to... you weren't going to do it, right? I I have to rethink it, but I I love it. I, I'm back on it now that somebody else is with me. I'm back on it. It was a fluke win that they beat Michigan by 23 on the road today, which was really impressive. But um. <laughs> without their number one player. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they're, not, they're gonna they're gonna get into the tournament and they're they're gonna fight all the way back to Illini. The, <laughs> the the last time Navy won a March Madness game was nineteen eighty six where they went to the Elite Eight. That's right. Wow, well, you know eight. know how long nineteen eighty six was ago? Thirty something years. Forty five thirty five thirty five years or so. Yeah. Ish. Or so. And that's that's a key number. What about uh, what's the deal with Vermont? Is Vermont getting in or no? They got to win their tournament. They're in the semis now. They play on Saturday against Hartford. And if they win that, they play the winner of uh, UMBC and UMass Lowell. Maybe don't quote me. You know who I love? Love Maryland. Maryland. I like Maryland. Tournament starts on Saturday. I'm excited. They're the two seed. They're fucking awful this year, but they might make it, and there'll be a 16 seed that gets routed in the first round. Oh, you know what? I'm changing my my non-sleeper team, my team that's going to get bounced early, or I'm just adding another one. Virginia. Trash. Absolute trash. Only team to ever lose to a 16 seed, and whatever seed they get this year, whoever they play, I will vote against them. I hope they play Navy and get buried by guns of America. Fire the cannons. All right, um, we'll have more on March Madness going down the road. But for now, let's talk football. J.J. Watt signs with the Cardinals. And my first reaction to this is DeAndre Hopkins needs to get a bonus in his next check because this had to be a lot of his doing, I, I think. Um, but they get uh, him down there. I, I, I think I picked the Cardinals in our way too early playoff predictions. I'm loving the Cardinals pick right now. I mean, they're a young team. They got a great receiver. They've got a pretty solid quarterback. And now they're going to have Chandler Jones and JJ Watt rushing the quarterback. Uh, I think that's ideal. But, Cam, your reaction to the trade? Or the signing, excuse me, not the trade. Yeah, I think I put in our chat the same exact thing. I said, this has to be on DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about other factors. And JJ Watt, maybe not Super Bowl chasing. 
uh, like we might have thought he was, where, you know, he might have gone to the, the Steelers, who, you know, Super Bowl history, or the Packers, obviously, who are in a good spot. But I think by going to a team like the Cardinals, he's probably on playing another six, seven, eight years. Because this team's growing. It's not a Super Bowl caliber team right now. Um, but DeAndre must have hyped up the, the whole atmosphere. Um, and honestly, just getting away from the Texans in itself is, is great. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I like it. I actually really like the signing. I think he's a good fit there on the opposite end, Chandler Jones. I hope to see them. I hope to see him just get in the playoffs and maybe win a couple of games and just have fun. Parker? Uh, yeah, I saw something that he wrote um, about he texted Kyler Murray saying that he was the reason that he came here is because he believes in Kyler. So, I mean, good for him, I guess. I mean, I'm thinking about the teams that he was thinking of going to. The only team with the quarterback situation it was the Packers besides the Cardinals, and I'm not really sure why, if Kyler Murray was such a big part, why he wouldn't just go to – um, the Packers just because they have the best quarterback out of that group. So this was definitely surprising for me. Uh, cause I, I mean, I don't see him having another eight years on his career. No way. No I problem. see his career probably going three, three to four more years. Um, which I mean, I guess they can be contenders at that point. Maybe in, I think they still have a year or two, depending on what they do this offseason. Maybe they'll sign some guys, but. I don't know. I just I don't. I'm not buying into this defense yet. I think their offense is a lot of pieces that could turn into it. I think they need a number two wide receiver still. Um, I guess Christian Kirk's okay, but I don't think he's a number two for a Super Bowl contender. So I guess we'll have to see what happens in the off season. Maybe they have some big plans to uh, build for a win now. Maybe trade a draft pick for some players. But they gotta do something. I mean, they have the pieces, a lot of pieces to win now. They gotta start playing like it. They can't keep Who's their you know, building. I don't know. Cause did you hear the Vikings? Jake Benzinger. The Vikings just—he's on the Colts. The Vikings just dropped Kyle Rudolph. I'm going out on a limb and say the Cardinals pick up Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph and Pat uh, Arnold. Uh, it's D Arnold, and I don't even know who that is. Not a clue. They're picking up Rudolph telling you right now. Or Ingram. I'll trade for Ingram. Get rid of Ingram, please. Does anyone want Ingram? Didn't he drop like more passes than any tight end in the league last season? He somehow made the Pro Bowl and he was just dropped. It, we should have been in the playoffs if he could catch, actually. Uh, Dill, any thoughts on the trade? No Are thoughts. Resigning? Jesus Christ, trade. Get it together. I don't have really many thoughts. You guys covered it all. All right. Um, what else do we got this week to talk about? Uh, Johnny, you want to talk about Johnny Manziel? Johnny Manziel, my former hero. Um, he decided he's gonna he's gonna give up the football dream again, and now he's gonna. Wait, focus, he quit. He's focusing on golf. He said he is giving him. He said I'm gonna give myself about a 12 year window to really get good at this game. <laughs> And see if I can enter enter into a couple tournaments down the line, and I am all in for it. Um, the only problem is he's going to be drinking a lot on the golf course. My my gut tells me, and I don't think that's how you get better at things. But 
you know, I, I hope that he, he sticks to it and 12 years down the line, maybe we'll see him, you know, win a Masters or something. But I'm a big Johnny Manziel believer. I'm glad that he's he's going separate ways from football because after that four interception in the first half game that I watched live in Canada, I lost all faith. So Manziel Masters 2033. Are you kidding me? As soon as Johnny Manziel and Josh Gordon get on the same team in the fan-controlled football league, he really just immediately leaves? I don't know if he quit. What? I don't know if he quit. No, I'm reading it. He's firmly leaving his gridiron dream behind him. That's so... Why? Oh, that was the reunion. I was actually going to start watching the fan-controlled football league. That's how excited I was. I'm very disappointed. Shame on you, Johnny. You're clearly not... You don't have the work ethic to do anything at this point. Let's just give up on that. Uh, no, your golf career, it takes patience. It takes all these skills that you clearly don't possess. So, Johnny, screw you. You ruined my dream of watching football in the spring. Uh, so, yeah, no. No, it's not going to happen. You you don't have any of the abilities of a golfer. I don't think you'll ever have those abilities because you're just a guy with a drinking problem. I um tend to agree with Tucker here. I I'm I'm about done with Johnny Manziel. I you know was team Johnny when he came into the league. I was team Johnny when he went out of the league. When he thought he was trying to turn his life around and he was you know, doing all this stuff to try to figure it out. And now he just sits on Twitter trolling all day long, being like, I won the Heisman back in 1982, it feels like. Um, so I am done on Johnny. I don't care what the hell he does for the rest of his life. Don't say, screw you, you're in fan control football league for me. I mean, I'll give him, Ugh. I'll give him a chance. Uh, he's going to suck, but I'll give him a chance. Uh, yeah, like Tuck said. He's been bad in every league he's played. Like he Tuck was bad in the Canadian football. He got cut from the Canadian football league. Maybe take a hint. Like Tuck said, he's uh, he doesn't have like th- the mental probably capacity to play golf at a high level. Um, so that's uh, that's not good for him. Um, I, I, Cam, this is this is going nowhere. The only one who can who can switch sports is uh, uh, Tim Tebow, and that's because he has God on his side. So I'm well, sick he of... retired too. Yeah, he retired. Did you hear that? He retired too. Yeah, but he but he had a steady run in the minor league, so I'll give it, give him credit. Um, all right, list guys, list guys. Dylan picked this list out. Dylan, you picked this list because there are some. Uh, we're starting to open up again in terms of fans being allowed in stadiums. Uh, go ahead, Dill, take take over. So yeah, we we had a lot of states saying it's okay to have fans in some capacity at sporting events, and I think that number is only going to continue to go up. Uh, we saw today uh, Texas uh, allowed businesses to open at 100% capacity. I don't know if that counts towards sporting events, but we'll see. Um, so we're on the up and up, and it, it as, like, um, all right, thanks, Cam. Thanks for the update. Not 100% capacity at, at games. So um, 
We are no, doing. No, 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 it was a joke. It was a joke. The Texans still won't have 100% capacity in no. the games. Oh, okay. Because no one wants to go to the Texans games. I, I get it now. I get it. So um, this is our list, guys, for when you're at a sporting event, your top five foods or drinks you want to eat while in the stands. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll lead off if, if, you, if you'll allow me. Do we just want to go... We'll go around like we did last time. Um, yeah, yeah, I like it. I did yeah. not go well. So, oh, crap. I forgot what my number five was. Hold on, give me one second. If anyone else has their number five, go. I can go. Mine, I put this in number five. It's a great snack. I would eat it anywhere. But I can't remember, I can't put my nose on it where I ate this, but I... I have memories of eating this at a stadium somewhere, but it's not a traditional one. So I kept it at number five. I'm going Dippin' Dots. Bring back Dippin' Ooh. Dots. Um, don't remember. I think it was an indoors, maybe hockey game. I think it was a hockey game I went to. Um, cold atmosphere, eating some Dippin' Dots. Uh, just an incredible snack. Overpriced, just like everything, but it's about a scoop full of ice cream worth of Dots. And it's about seventeen dollars, but it's worth it. They're amazing. Dippin' Dots at number five. Okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, I'll go next. Uh, just an oddly specific one. Almost my entire list is Red Sox specific, but um, ice cream helmet. I loved the ice cream helmets growing up. They were one of my favorite things in the world when they served you the ice cream in the helmet and you kept the helmet. I don't know what I did with any of the helmets, but was a huge fan of the ice cream helmets when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, that's my number five, too, ice cream helmet. Um, ice cream was fine. Tastes like normal ice cream, but you get that little helmet. You wash it out in the bathroom after you finish, and you wear it around on your head like a little monkey or something. Um, <laughs> and, and my honorable mention that didn't make it on my top five is popcorn. Popcorn's better outside of your house than just microwave popcorn. Um, I, I edged it out because it doesn't have the gimmick of the, of the little hat that you can wear. Um, but popcorn in a movie theater or a stadium is elite. So, uh, it was a tough pick, but I got to go with ice cream helmet just for the little hat. Bill. So number five, I'll stick with the like dessert theme here. Um, nothing better than being at a Sox game and it's scorching hot and you're burning the skin on your body. And you see that man coming around with the minute made like ice cream like ice popsicle mm-hmm. thing in a, in a paper tube that you squeeze out and it, it's not, it's not quite like, uh, um, like shaved ice, Italian ice, not quite like Italian ice. It's a little bit better. Ooh. I don't think I've ever had one of those. It's great on a hot summer day. The little Minute Maid lemonade yeah. popsicle thing. Number yeah, five. Still, remember when we went to the Red Sox game and my right, my legs actually turned red for like four days afterwards. Mm-hmm. Me too. Wear sunscreen to the ballpark. Yes. Boys and girls. All right, Cam, number four. Number four, I'm going peanuts. Um, never personally liked peanuts, eating them on their own, but it's just a weird thing where you have the shell and you're at a baseball game specifically and you can just throw the shell on the ground, eat the peanuts inside, spit them out, do whatever. It's just the, the fulfilling satisfaction of having peanuts at a baseball game they're salty. Um, 
I think I, I, I might not have even eaten the peanuts when I was younger. Just suck on the shell, spit them out. But I like peanuts more now. Peanuts are just a, a staple for, for all baseball games. And when you have them, you look cooler. Let me let me jump in because mine was also peanuts and Cam was for that exact reason. I mean, uh, I enjoy the saltiness of them, uh, especially, you know, if you're drinking something sweet like a Coke or something and then you get the salty and, you know, you go back and forth. But the best part is just throwing them on the ground and watching people stepping on them and being like, you're an idiot and just spitting them all over the back of the person in front of your head. And I, I what I like to do is I like to crack a bunch of peanuts and just store them in my cheeks like a chipmunk and then chomp them all up at once and get peanut butter in my mouth. Uh, so peanuts, number four, uh, Cam and I, the connection is real for the exact same reason. Uh, Tucker, go ahead. Yeah, uh, my number four, I'm going with pizza. It's just I knew you were going to put like pizza on there. Food. It's just anywhere I go, I know I can get average pizza there. Every place has it. It always tastes okay. It's just a safe thing when, like, I don't know what I want. There's more of, like, a basketball, hockey thing more than baseball because I have my choices for baseball. But when I go to a stadium I don't know, pizza is always my safe choice. I knew Tuck was going to have pizza on this list because his all-time road trip snack is pizza, and I just knew he was going to put it on this dumb list. Stand by that. So (laughs) um, I had peanuts as an honorable mention for the same exact reasons, like you said, just sucking them down and spitting them out. Watch people step on them. It's a great time. Um, My number four four is going to be uh, the way overpriced – uh, like um, corn chips and that crappy nacho cheese with like the three jalapenos they put in the cup next to the cheese. You get that thing in a bag, they put that hot cheese in there. I don't know, there's something about it. You can buy it in the grocery store for a dollar, but something about that $8 one at the basketball game is fantastic. So I'm going with the nacho cheese dip chips at four. All right, personally. Yeah, I couldn't put nachos on there. There, it's just something I would never get. But I do kind of like them. But it's not worth it. I just feel, I just feel weird eating it. And I know it's not real. But um, number three, I have popcorn. Um, big basketball kind of popcorn guy. It's it's just a good snack. It's something that you can kind of last a while. So you can casually snack on it for a while, watch the game. And it's not something that goes away, may not be the best, you know, tasting thing, make it suck in your teeth, which is downfall why it's not, you know, a little bit higher on my list. But popcorn's a solid, solid bet if you're not too hungry, but you want something to just kind of do during the game, popcorn's a go-to. Uh, yeah, number three for me is peanuts. I don't even particularly like peanuts, but the throw on the ground's great. But the best part of peanuts is that they will launch the peanuts to you like ten rows. Oh yeah, I totally forgot that. The, it's the best part about peanuts part. is that it's ordering peanuts because they'll just just launch it to you. And it's my favorite thing in the world catching the peanuts when they throw it to you. It's when you get to show off your little bit of athleticism you still have. You just catch the peanuts. Makes you feel good every time. You know that there has to be a hierarchy in the like food distributor world at these oh, games peanut guy is peanut guys at the top, top of the list whoever's carrying that hot steamy uh hot dog thing is definitely on the bottom that would suck um you want to be the peanut guy throwing those around i 100 agree Tuck. okay i'm gonna do something a little unorthodox here but um i originally just had an ice cold coke here 
but that's that's not going to do it for me because I realized I didn't put something on my list that I get at every single sporting event I go to, and that is a chicken tenders fries with a Coke meal. Now, if you go to the garden, you need to get chicken tenders with fries and a Coke. I'm not a big beer with Coke with, with food guy. I don't like beer with my food, especially if it's like if I'm going to a game, I'm getting the cheapest beer available. Now, it's still going to be 10, 25 a cup, but it's it's the cheapest one available. Uh, I'm not a big Bud Light with my food type of guy, so I need a thing of barbecue sauce, the three chicken tenders, and like 20 fries that go for about $17, and a nice cold Coke. I get that everywhere I go. I went to a, a Charlotte Hornets game, got Bojangles version of that. You guys ever had Bojangles? It's electric. Um, Very good. I. I, I, I just had to go with chicken strips here with a Coke and barbecue sauce and fries. That, that's my number three. Dale? Yeah, so I was going to put chicken tenders and fries here too, um, just because it's such a classic. It's so expensive, but it's a classic. Um, I'm going to one-up you, though, and I'm going to say not only do I get the Coke, but I am a sucker in this chicken fries meal for the souvenir cup. I'm a big souvenir cup fan. I always got to go to the Bruins game, get my souvenir cup. It's right here. I've had it for a year and a half. I drink out of it every day. <clears throat> it's falling apart. I'm probably getting plastics in me, but that, that's not good for me, but I do it for the team. Um, so even if I go to like, a, I don't know, like an AHL hockey game, I'll still get the souvenir cup. Why not? Maybe get a free refill. I love it. Uh, yeah, I remember pulling home a couple souvenir cups with you from Endicott when we were going to games. But uh, All right, Cameron, number two. Number two, I'm going with a nice, hot, warm, salty, buttery jumbo pretzel. Yeah, <laughs> that's mine. I'm hoping somebody's up there. I love pretzels. Um, I think they might even taste better. One of the few things that actually taste better when you have them um, – at a stadium like setting, uh, there's a sucker for just watching those things spin in the in the hot glass case, and they salt them up and they're buttery and they're oily and they're good and I can eat it in about 12 seconds, but it's okay because it'll fill you up because it's got the carbs. Um, I'm, I love pretzels, soft pretzels over hard pretzels. If you say anything different, then you don't have to talk to me ever again. Uh, big jumbo pretzel number two. Dylan, that's yours, jumbo pretzel. Yeah, jumbo pretzel. I'll hop in. So, I mean, first off, exactly right. You come up to the the thing and you see them rotating up there. Oh my god, it's fantastic! A little carnival crimp around the top. Uh, it's great. Um, you have to get salted. Uh, you can't not get unsalted, and you have to go mustard on it. You can't do something else on it. It's got to be mustard. And and sometimes there's a little bit too much salt, so you got to scrape off a little bit of the salt. Oh, too good. Soft pretzel, too, for me, as well. I've never had a pretzel at a sporting event. That's embarrassing, but what's your number two? Uh, my number two is an ice cold beer. Oh! On a, on a nice on a nice hot day, nothing better than a warm day in the summer at Fenway Park having a nice cold beer. It's one of my favorites. I know I'm going to eat shit for not giving it number one, but it's not my number one. It's the number two. It's a good pairing, but it's not why I go to a Red Sox game. I do love a nice cold beer. If it wasn't $12 a beer, I'd probably have a lot more of them. Uh, you failed. You clearly failed the test because nope. I think everybody else is going to follow you at soon. But my number two is actually going to be. Wait, wait. 
I didn't know I didn't know we were doing drinks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'll 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 make it happen, don't worry. All right. So my number two is gonna be hot dogs. Uh if you know me, you know I'm a huge hot dog guy. I I, I love uh you know, the hot dog ranch at home, go there, have a couple dogs, but at a stadium, at a game, it's an easy thing to eat. You can have it in one hand while you're cheering or flipping some guy off or something. Uh, they go down easy. They taste great with every drink. Uh, there's just meat in a tube. Can't beat it. And shout out Fenway Franks because Fenway Franks are a top three hot dog in the world. Uh, whether you like the team or not, you can't deny that Fenway Franks are elite stadium food the best hot dogs in the world. I got Fenway Franks in my fridge right now. Um, so hot dog is going to be my number two. But Cam, now that you have to adjust your ratings, what's, what's number one going to be for you? So just back everything up one, if you want. And I'm actually going to go hot dog number one. And if you want, I'll, I'll have a beer with hot, all the things I've said, except probably Dippin' Dots, I'll have a beer with. So beer is number one, but also hot dog number one, if you get where I'm coming from. But like you said, hot dog. Uh, the biggest thing is you got to have a steam dog, um, yep. steam dog, steam bun, any other way. I mean, if you're at a barbecue setting, you can have a grilled, a grilled dog, grilled bun, but stadium setting, steam dog, steam bun, only way to go. Best way to go. Ketchup, nothing else. No mustard, no, nothing else. Ketchup on the dog. And I still to this day believe I could eat more than all of you, Tucker, I'm Let's do it. Let's take let's take the challenge. Fifteen, bro. Fifteen hot dogs. Tucker, you're number one. My number one Fenway Frank. I didn't even have to think about it as soon as this list came out. I it's just synonymous. Like beer's always good. Fenway Frank is baseball good. I don't think of beer when I think of Fenway Park. I think of a Fenway Frank. I have family members that go my brother likes to go to Red Sox games, not because he gives a fuck about baseball, but because he loves Fenway Franks. That's The Fenway Frank is synonymous with the Boston Red Sox organization. Bud Light isn't. It's just as simple as that. So I originally, when I came up with my list, was going to go hot dog number one. But I just, there's something about beer at a sporting beer. event. You, you, you spent $100 on it. And it just tastes better. I don't know what it is. It tastes better. It goes down quicker for me. Smooth. I can drink better at a game than I can drink anywhere in the world. I get down big, big old beers pretty quick at games. I can chug at games all of a sudden. Can't do that anywhere else. It just tastes crisper, smoother, colder, uh, more expensive. Um, and for some reason, too, like, I don't know if it's because, like, I don't eat a lot of games because it's so expensive. But, like, I get drunker quicker, I feel like. I feel like, hey, I, I drank, you know, two of these bigger beers, and I'm feeling good, feeling good. So I can't I can't beat beer at a game. I, I can't do it. So beer's my easy number one. Bill? So mine, I was cheating the system here. Mine's the beer and dog combo, um, kind of like what Cam said. Uh, except you have to put mustard on the dog and no ketchup. Ugh. You can't You can't put ketchup on a hot dog. It's just weird. Mustard all the way. Um, I will enlighten you boys, and it might sadden you for me to tell you this, uh, but the Fenway Frank is not steamed. The Fenway really? the Fenway Frank is boiled and then grilled. I pull out my hot dogs. It's boiled and then it's slightly grilled 
and then it's placed in a steamer to keep warm with the bun. So enlighten yourselves on that, family, Frank. and understand this is also Fenway's the one of the only parks to do this. Um, most other places steam them, so that's what puts Fenway Franks apart: boil and then grill. I boil my dogs at home. It's delicious. All right, uh, list guys. Hell yeah. So I care a lot. Movie review. Now, when you spat this movie out to me, Cam, I thought it was going to be a sleeper. This was an electric movie. Who watched it? I did. Yeah, not Tucker. Tucker, you're on notice for next week. Um, so I care a lot. Uh, I love this movie from the jump. It hooked me in right in the jump. I thought it was pretty well acted. Um, that actress is from Gone Girl, which is another kind of like similar movie where you kind of don't know what's going on, but you know what's going on, but not really. Um, I thought all the twists were appropriate. At, at, at certain points, it kind of got a little outlandish for me, a little too, little, maybe a little too much. The, the heist scene where they're trying to steal away Mrs. Johnson or whatever the hell her name is, that seemed a little far-fetched for me that that would just kind of go unnoticed, um, you know, that, that it wasn't really a problem. Um, so, uh, but in terms of cam, I know you said your friend did the camera work, thought the camera work was great, thought the lighting really stood out. I remember there was one scene when she was sneaking around the house and the guy opened the fridge and it was like dark and then he opened the fridge and the whole room was lit up. A lot of pink lights, a lot of blue lights, loved the lighting. In terms of the ending, I was a little upset with the ending at first. I was a little upset. I was like, this could have ended better. And then, bang, another twist, one final twist to end it, I thought, perfectly. So this is actually going to get high marks for me. This is going to give a 7-9. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Bill? Yeah, I like this movie as well. I started off absolutely hating the main character and uh, continued all the way till the end until she died. And I was like, that's a good ending because I didn't like her. Um, spoiler, spoiler alert. So, I don't care. Um, so, uh, this is, this is, this is a quintessential, like, Netflix movie, though. It's one of those kind of hour and 45 minute, there's some plot twist, it's kind of edgy, see, little wokeness involved type of a movie where, um, it, it, it definitely won't get, like, a bunch of traction, but it's definitely a well made movie. Um, with uh, decent acting. I thought Peter Dinklage played pretty well. I've seen him in a role kind of like that. It's kind of cool. Um, I thought the plot was good. Um, I'll give this a 7-1. Mm, uh, Dylan, in terms of the wokeness, I totally agree. I think they brought up that, like, there. she's like, I'm a woman, like, so many times, and I'm like, why can't she just be a badass woman without having to mention that she's a woman around every turn? But go ahead, Cam, your movie, your score, your review. So I agree and disagree with a lot of what you said. Um, I'll start with the disagreeance. I, I'm pretty sure it actually is getting a lot of traction. Well, I, I meant like critical acclaim. Yeah, no, a lot of people are saying that it's it's very good. I think it's, I think Roseman, Roseman Pike, I think her name is. Um, I think she's up for a Golden Globe. Um, okay. And it only just came out, too. I actually didn't think it was a Netflix-type movie. I think Netflix-type movies are, like, these kind of cheesy, like, rock Hubie Halloween. Or Hubie Halloween or, you know, Adam Sandler basically makes these Netflix movies now. I thought this was a lot different. I wouldn't expect to see Peter Dinklage in a Netflix-type movie. Um, so I, I disagreed there. 
I guess it was more. I guess it was more. It didn't seem like really crazy high budget. It was. It was lower budget, but still good quality. That's what more that I meant when when Netflix movie. I would agree there. Um, I like the fact that it may or may not have been supposed to be based in Berkshire County. Um, I think it was supposed to be based in Boston because they it was that entire end of it was Boston. It was. It was Massachusetts, and then you see Berkshire Oaks. It was filmed in Dedham, Mass. I looked it up. So right outside of Boston. (laughs) Berkshire Oaks. Yeah. Shout out Berkshire County. So, so regardless, I, um, I, I kind of agree with the woman thing. Like she did kind of proclaim it a lot, but they kind of killed that at the end. Literally, they, they killed her. They said you could be the strong woman, but you should do it in a legal way. Yes. Right. So I think that the actual, you know, badass woman was, I wouldn't say the, the helper girl, like her girlfriend. Um, cause she kind of, she, she had, she had a line. She could draw a line when she knew that she was getting too deep and the other girl just wouldn't quit. So she got what was coming to her. Um, but overall I thought, I thought it was really good. It was definitely overdone in parts. I mean, if they were actually Russian, Russian mafia, both those chicks, they're dead. They're not surviving at all. Oh yeah. Um, no. But, um, it's a movie and the end, at the end of the day, and it was a little bit lower budget. You could tell. Uh, my my cousin was one of the cameramen, so shout out Dylan Mooney. Uh, dad owned Moonshines. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it an A2 actually. A2 from the gun. That's what that I'm might be it. the highest score so far. I I liked it a lot. I care a lot about it. Okay, <laughs> Dylan, your turn. Movie. Um, I'm gonna go with a movie. I don't think we put it on the list before. Um, I've never seen it. I've been meaning to watch it. I've been told by some of my friends uh, up in the Vermont area that it's a good film to watch. Um, I'm not a superhero movie guy, but we're going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, perfect. I just watched that. Doesn't count. Watch Damn it again. It. <laughs> never All seen right, it. Gar- Never seen it either. I'm uh, not a this one, yeah. I'm just warning you guys. This is going to be a disgustingly high rating for me. You always. I'm a huge Marvel guy. guy. Yeah, okay. Pretty. That's Waste of Takes, episode 61. Uh, episode 61 episode. Uh, check us out on our socials. Hit up our polls. Keep me in the lead for Taker of the Year. Please, if you would. Trey Mancini. Um, or he'll start throwing out more Tom Brady takes so that he can get more points. None of my takes that won were directly a Tom Brady take. So it's sad that you had to use the term directly. Um, so thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next week.